Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Such is the persistence of technology to both enlighten and ruin our lives with its spellbinding hold on our affections that we often look back on certain milestones to demonstrate progress. This last week, three of the world's biggest tech companies released new products to much fanfare, each hoping to create a new milestone of its own. We have some fanfare of our own today, actually, as it's a very special day on this, the UK Tech Weekly podcast from PC Advisor, Macworld UK, Techworld and Computer World UK. We have reached a milestone that I think uh, we all agree is worth celebrating, episode number 38. We have, <laughs> we have now done the same number of episodes as David's age. I'm not, I'm 37. Well, we've done 37. <laughs> This is brilliant. I have with me here, listener, three men who, due to the, well, two men actually, due to the audio nature of this podcast, will be unable to fully appreciate, resemble the knives in our cutlery drawers. (laughs) So chiselled are their features, modelled on the nation's favourite kitchen utensil and concealable weapon. So, it's our boy, Mac the Knife, Scott Carey, online editor of Tech World. What's up? Slightly less knifey, but no less sharp, it's Christopher Manassian, staff writer at PC Advisor and Macworld. Hello. And he's one knife short of a full set, David Price, acting editor at Macworld UK. Ronnie Hot Dog. (laughs) Strap yourself in for the skinny on Microsoft, Apple and Nintendo. Microsoft will be hoping that it's scratched more than just the surface after its Enya album of an event this week. In amongst the cheese, though, there was some rather mature tech, including a $4,000 desktop PC. So, Scott Carey, what the hell happened? Yeah, Microsoft um, got back in the hardware game in a big way. They um, they have released a PC. Yep. God bless them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, I mean, they've been trying for a while. They had the Surface Pro uh, yeah. line and the Surface as well, and then the Surface Book. So just to confuse us now, what is the new product? It's the Surface Studio. Ooh, snazzy. Um, it is. It it seems from the promotional materials and and. You were watching the live stream itself. That yeah. the, these products, um, and we'll get onto the Windows 10 update and the Surface Book i7 later, but they seem very, very focused on the sort of creative industries and the creative types. Yeah. So I think calling it a studio very much fits in with that Makes strategy. Sense, it? Yeah. Um, yeah. As you said, not a cheap piece of kit. No. Um, what are we, we haven't got UK prices yet, but it's between sort of three thousand and forty-two hundred dollars. <sighs> yeah. I mean, um, yeah, getting in the hardware game. We were all sort of saying, obviously, comparing this week to the Apple event, yeah. are they going to compete directly? I think we all probably knew that they weren't. Mm. Um, so it's interesting to see a company with such history as Microsoft um, getting in the hardware game, probably a bit late, and then doing it with such, as you say, a high-end focus. Yeah. So um, it's firstly important to state that it's not an all-in-one. Okay. So like an iMac, which is uh, an all-in-one, this actually does have a small box um, at the bottom, which is sneakily um sort of detached from the monitor so uh-huh. it is it is more like a traditional two-part pc but it it all looks like it 
joints together. So we'll let that fly. <laughs> but, you know, just semantics. Um, I'm not going to get too much into the specs because that's not what I do. But um, <laughs> that's okay. it, it's the from the start, you've got that. You've got the two parts and then they are really hot on the monitor. It's a, a 28 inch monitor, super um, high spec. And they're talking about the death of the print preview which i think is really <laughs> microsoft way yeah. <laughs> of talking about how like state of the art this is because it will be um it will be to scale so um the monitor you can you can view documents to scale and collaborate on things like that so okay cool. um they've got so, that and then the other big feature um is the dial the hockey puck the hockey puck <laughs> um so it will does it detach yeah, it's just like a little standalone yeah. thing that takes two AAA batteries. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so like a mouse, but it um, uh, it twists. Yeah. Um, so this is useful for people who um, edit audio or video for a living or use Photoshop because you could um, easily sort of go backwards and forwards along your audio file or your video file and start working that way. And then also you could go through your sort of swatches on Photoshop and things like that. Yes, it's like a new inter- way to interact with it, isn't it? Because obviously yeah. the screen uh, comes down, you can pull the whole thing down to a 20 degree angle. Yeah. Because it's fully touch. Yeah. Um, and you can put the dial on the screen, use it as a sort of a color palette selector and stuff they were showing. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's cool to see the dial back because I remember when Apple were selling it as a as a sort of an attachment to MacBooks back in 2000 and. I want to say you 10. Did it a while ago, yeah. <laughs> um, Interestingly, yeah, it says that the dial will be actually um, compatible with every laptop or computer that runs Windows 10. So probably to a very basic standard, you'll be able to just like, yeah, you know, turn down the music. Yeah. Does <laughs> it just work on... the surface, this is going to be... Yeah, does it just cool. work on like, Wi-Fi or Bluetooth? I or... presume... I'm, I'm presuming Bluetooth. That's yeah. a good point. I should probably check. Nah. Uh, it could be Wi-Fi. What do you think about it, or Christopher? You were... <laughs> You are, you're, a, you're a Windows user more than us, I think. Yeah, well, what really surprised me, actually, is its user base. So, as, as Scott mentioned, the price is really high. But inside, <clears throat> in, and in terms of, like, specs, you had, like, I think i7 or whatever like that, which is which is cool. But the graphics card, and I, I know David will look at me going, graphics card again, why? <laughs> but um, <laughs> why, why are you bringing this up again? But it's got a GTX 980M. That is last year's model of NVIDIA's graphics card. So we're saying that's good or bad? That's bad. Okay. And the reason why it's bad is because NVIDIA have released the full-blown graphics cards in laptops already. How much do those laptops retail for? So they retail, I don't know, on top of my head, uh, I don't know how much they retail for, but if you're looking at £4,000 or like £3,000 yeah. even, you'd expect one of these top-end graphics yeah. cards to be in there. One like would a assume GT- that they just haven't then because of the price of the hardware already. But it doesn't make sense because 980M is... Well, I don't know. That's another yeah, good question. Go I, no, well, in <laughs> terms of mobile graphics, you've never been able to upgrade. You can upgrade like generally in laptops. You can upgrade a, some RAM. Like in the old, I think, old MacBooks. Not the new ones, but under old iMacs as well, you could open them up, change the RAM or SSD or something like that. Mm. But graphics cards were always integrated, not integrated into the chip, but like integrated into the laptop, so you couldn't just take it out. It was much harder to upgrade. So, but it just that's what really bothers me because you've got a high end PC supposedly designed for guys who are going to be rendering videos mm. using Photoshop, which are really intensive on the processor and graphics card, and you're shipping it with a 980M. 
yeah, which I mean, is a mobile a graphics card. Yeah, we'll come, on to, we'll come to Apple in the next section, but just to reference the, the MacBooks, people a few years ago got a bit hacked off, like, like you referenced, when um, everything went solid state in the airs and you couldn't upgrade anything anymore. And mm. they put tamper-proof screws on their MacBook Pros now mm. and charge through the roof for them. Um, but yeah, I think we've maybe got over that. And <laughs> the, for the target market, I mean, like you say, what, what people want to do with them, the, the specs are fine and people will upgrade every two years. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, like you're saying, with a PC... If you're getting a four grand computer that I mean, not confirmed yet, but if yeah. you can't, if you can't upgrade it because it, these all, well, sorry, Scott, sorry, Scott, not an all in one, but basically like yeah. a one unit PC. It does feel like something that should be user upgradable. Um, and I don't know, I mean, do you think people will upgrade every two years? I would have thought if you buy something for that much money, you're going to want to keep it in the long term. Oh, I was talking about MacBooks, but, but yeah, yeah but des- desktop right. probably not. No, you but, want it sitting there for ages, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you do, yeah. Yeah, you want it there, but the. the in all honesty, people who are going to be spending that sort of money have that disposable income. And it's a very much sweeping statement to say that. But the reason I say that is because the way that graphics cards or processors, well, not processors, but graphics cards go exponentially up in terms of their performance. If you miss that generation, like the 980M versus a GTX 1070 or GTX 1080, you're losing out of a hell of a lot of performance. So for a person buying that versus a guy who has or a lady who has a mini ITX build. I don't want to be sexist. Um, <laughs> Guys and ladies. As a mini ITX build, which is literally the size of, I don't know how to explain it, but like really small, like a little, little mini packet you got from Amazon, which is portable in some I respects. I never get mini packets from Amazon. Oh, really? It's always giant. Oh, jo- oh you've got, you like giant packages. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> that was really where I was. <laughs> but yeah, no, essentially you'd have much more power in a smaller form factor PC than you'd have on that yeah, for be, a cheaper price. It'd be interesting to see when we hopefully get our hands on one, um, what how it performs under that. I know yeah. that our sister title, Digital Arts, are keen to get their hands on it, mainly mm-hmm. because you really can get your hands on it. You can pull the screen down. You've got the Surface Pen, um, which is already in existence anyway. Yeah, styluses. Styluses. Love, <laughs> love a good stylus. But I mean, yeah, like the, the, in the demo, there was a guy from, um, oh, I've forgotten what the company's called, sorry guy um <laughs> but uh he was doing like showing how you can do a storyboard for a comic book and obviously he was exaggerating slightly he was like i used to have to staple this together and scan it back in which he might have done but yeah for creatives it's probably mm. going to be a, a big draw um it's it's interesting from a from a sort of a strategy point of view that microsoft are moving away from um sort of easily consumable hardware so <laughs> that you know the phone division is is shrunk down and they're not sort of building um we like we can get onto the Surface Book i7 now, which is the the second Surface Book um, laptop. What what would you call it? Would you call it a laptop? I think I'd probably call it a laptop. Yeah, it's a hybrid, isn't it? Tablet. Yeah. It's a hybrid. Yeah, so it's one of those tablet. Uh, you can detach the screen and and all that business. And that that's the i7, and that even retails at twenty four hundred to thirty three hundred dollars. <laughs> so they've, just, they've just given up on the consumer market. Then. Basically, it looks Based like on they what are just saying on the on the Hololens as well. Yeah, it looks like they are just. And yeah, the Hololens isn't a consumer product. It's only available for developers and businesses, and that retails at twenty seven hundred dollars. That's so weird. So Microsoft used to be your absolute archetypal mainstream this is for everybody yeah and it's like they've they've taken one look at i suppose it's taken them a while to realize this but they, they've recognized that they're getting pushed out of the market and they thought well why don't we just consolidate on what we're best at the enterprise yes and, and it's interesting that they're going for creatives as well now it, it is interesting but i guess um from from a hardware perspective going after the sort of freelancers or the creatives or the people that need this power at home is the only way to really keep that enterprise focus mm-hmm. um with it because you haven't got the scale there like what what they're very they've been very good at in the past is 
getting in with big, big business and going for these big deployments of Office or um, and, and all their all of their enterprise software products. And that's still you know that's still their bread and butter. Um, so it's interesting to see the direction they're going in hardware and going super super high end. Yeah, yeah, you're right there. But let's not forget as well, the other, the long, long uh, first hour of the presentation was focused on something that first I think... First hour. First hour software, second wear hardware, oh. tried and tested, <laughs> uh, was about the new Windows 10 update, which obviously while mm. focused on um, maybe some more high-end things, it will be for every Windows 10 device. So any device that already has Windows 10, it'll be a free upgrade uh, next spring. Yeah. So it's a way of getting there. Yeah, spring 2017. Mark, mark your calendars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they started off with the, yeah the creators update. It's called yes, um, with a massive focus on 3D. Yeah, um, they've they've made paint 3D. <laughs> paint as an upgrade, guys. Paint as its first major upgrade. What about since... Minesweeper? Is that? A... Oh god, I hope... that would actually be quite a good 3D <laughs> game. 3D, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So they've. Um, Chris, you actually wrote about this, so I won't step on your toes too much. But they've um, they've upgraded Paint so that you can now create something in Paint, and then you can three D render it, and you can even three D print it. So yeah. considering what I used to produce on Paint, three D printing <laughs> it probably wouldn't. It's a family be. program, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I'm hoping Clippy gets a three D upgrade as well. You know, yeah, Clippy is Clippy in three D. Yeah. Um, there are also uh, a couple of the other little updates is that they, you can now pin people to your taskbar. So if you're collaborating with someone, you can easily drag files over to them or, or yeah. keep that conversation going on the side. Yeah, they got they have cool they have cool ideas, but I mean, and I really always always want to be on Microsoft's side. But some of the some of the demos they were showing, like pinning people to the taskbar and stuff, like your your favorite people and that. Yeah, they were saying like you could get a text from someone, so it's called cool, SMS integration. But then like she was like, you could choose to reply on Skype, like. Why would he do that? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, yeah. I, I think the reason you would do that is because it can allow them to show off all of their all products their services, in, yeah. in one quick 10-minute window. And did they also say, oh, no, you could search their name on Bing? Yeah, I mean, it, I'm, there must have been Cortana um, Yeah, they, they, they all use Cortana all the time, obviously. Yeah, they basically <laughs> try and use Cortana as their only sort of OS a lot mm. of the time. It's more than point and click. <laughs> Um, the other major thing that I saw from Windows 10 Creator Update is they're doing sort of some live streams um, with uh, something called Beam, and which sounds like they're going after Twitch, but I think you can probably tell me more about this, Chris. Yeah, it's just aimed for gamers, people who can directly stream their games um, and chat to their audiences just like you do on Twitch. But what in, what interests me about that is that how it's integrated into Windows versus Twitch as a separate platform. Mm. So that's quite cool, but... To get those gamers and those people coming up to that broadcasting thing, I, I don't see that happening. Um, just because of it doesn't offer any monetary benefits to people streaming. It's cool to stream to your friends. And I know there's very few people in the world who will actually watch my, me playing, especially my friends. But, <laughs> but the, the reason people twit, you know, Twitch stream is, mm. one, because they've got that income and reven- revenue and secondly, it's a whole different platform that you can integrate separate programs with and you can run competitions directly from it and giveaways and things like that. So in terms yeah. of that, yeah, it, it's a cool feature to have and it's nice that they've integrated it. That's it sounds cool. like a late entry, I guess, yeah, exactly. um, at this point. And especially when you've got Xbox <clears throat> and all of the sort of streaming stuff you can do with that or, or the game clips and stuff, it just sounds like maybe a, another nice to have, but not nothing huge. So I guess with the, with the whole update... Um, it it really is focusing on people that will be sort of trying to create in 3D or VR or mixed reality so that 
that a lot of the tools um, are now a, a lot more optimized for working in those mediums, yeah. um, especially if you are um, one of these fabled HoloLens developers that they are going after. Um, yeah. They must be up there. And I think, I think that, I mean, it was overly aspirational, their presentation. Um, they have been recently for Microsoft, but I mean, the way they were talking about how they wanted a generation of Minecraft users to get into 3D, I think mm -hmm. they're trying to maybe set the bar again with their software and sort of, um, I know we always talk about how we're the generation who don't know how to code. Yeah. And like, maybe they're just trying to sort of, you know, inspire um young people to get into tech in new interesting ways yeah i think you know you can't fault them for trying to make um developing in virtual reality or mixed reality or, or <coughs> 3d um a little bit more accessible yeah. with a with a you know a free a free update to windows 10 essentially so yeah. um can't fault them for it it's just it'll be interesting to see if it takes off because these aren't simple things um and i guess it's it's early it's early stages at this point so you said it's a free update is mm. that a free update from within ios 10 iOS 10. Oh, Windows, 10. <laughs> Windows 10 to this um, upgraded version of Windows yeah. 10. They're yeah. not still doing the free upgrade to Windows 10 no. that they did for No. Them. So they so, genuinely did close the door on that. Yeah, yeah, so they are now on a um, what looks like will be a six monthly um, upgrade cycle on Windows 10. So the last one was the anniversary update. Mm. Um, and then the next one will be the creator update in spring. And then you can probably expect one um, in sort of fall or uh, winter. Um, yeah. after that so the only way to get windows 10 now is either you buy a device with it on or you pay like it's over 100 quid for it for <laughs> you, we, yeah windows we've had this conversation on this podcast <laughs> i think like paying for an os seems bizarre <laughs> well most people are great i think and it's free so hopefully yeah. hopefully they'll get on some computers we've run out of time for microsoft mm. um but just to go around the room and ask you the uh the traditional question to paraphrase the manic street preachers david was this all surface or no feeling <laughs> Uh, I I don't uh, was Brian Roper there? <laughs> that that <laughs> is an important question. Is that the hat guy? Yeah, yeah, the hat guy. No, no, what? He what? He's their he's they their greatest asset. They, they haven't laid off bench. Roper, have they? They benched him. <laughs> they have benched <laughs> him. Answer the question. <laughs> the question is no Roper, no cry. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Even better, uh, Chris. All surface or no feeling? No feeling. Oh really? I mean, Scott. Yeah, no Roper with feeling. Oh, shit. Okay, cool. Well, that's not how I planned it. Uh, right, next <laughs> section is everyone's favourite fruit. At its core, Apple tries to pip everybody to the post with its new products, and in recent years has seen the true fruits of its labour, as we are all now trees in its orchard or something. <laughs> David Price, firstly, ignore the actual price of the new MacBooks and first fawn all over them. This is amazing. Um, yeah, okay. Well, they, yeah, they're good. They're good. Is that fawning enough? They're really, yeah, it's, all we get is, um, and this is the disappointing element of it. Following the Thursday event. Yes. Yeah. On Thursday night, we got um, a new MacBook Pro. And finally. Was, uh, fi I mean, finally, yeah. So people well, have been... a year, but whatever. No, it's more. It's way more than that. Um, <clears throat> technically sort of a year, isn't it? May and March 2015 or something that they last did it. So it's like a year and a half. So people have been desperately waiting for a new MacBook Pro, and we got one. <clears throat> we didn't get anything else. We thought we might get a new iMac. Yep. We thought we might get a new Mac Pro, maybe a Mac Mini. None of that. None of that stuff. A Mac, um, a Mac Air would have been nice. Matt, yeah, well, you know. Um, but anyway. It would have been nice, but we didn't get what we wanted. Um, no, we never did. <laughs> but let's focus on what we did get. The MacBook Pro is... Um, uh, What's different? It's, it's Well, the main thing is it's got uh, an OLED touch bar just above the keys. Um, so it replaces the function row. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so this is sort of customizable and it, it's dynamic based on which application you're using. So it's like having a little touch screen um, right there on the keyboard um, so it can display... 
um, say if you're in Safari, then mm-hmm. it will it will display little thumbnail icons of the bookmarks, for example, and you can swipe across and cool. jump to those, and it shows shortcuts and stuff like that. Um, if you go through photos, it'll show little thumbnails of those. So you swipe through your photo library, and you get this sort of visual feedback. Do you know where else you can get stuff like that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> On the screen. <laughs> <laughs> can't then swipe Back through it. <laughs> <laughs> but is this like yeah, got right. rid of like the bright the brightness like functionality no, and stuff so, like that? All right, so the, yes. the function keys and that's mad. Basically. No, but it doesn't get rid of it because you can still access it. There's a function button. Oh, it's through menus. <laughs> no, it's very easy. There's a function. <laughs> 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 Why is it always like this when there's an Apple event? It's just me. We, we were suitably it. pessimistic about Microsoft too. So I know, well, I'm pessimistic about everything. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's a function button. So if you press that, then it automatically maps the original function buttons cool. onto the uh, toolbar. But also you can customise it. Um, yeah, all right, I'll get to it. <laughs> um, I'm being given thumb um, signals by uh, Henry. Uh, there is a Touch ID. The uh, <laughs> there's a Touch ID uh, fingerprint scanner built into the uh, right-hand edge of the... Um, it's called Touch Bar, isn't it? Yeah, touch Bar. It's called yeah. Touch Bar, which sounds like somewhere that Donald Trump would go on a night out. So how deep <laughs> is this Touch Bar? It's like then? a dodgy chocolate bar. Because on the pictures, it looked quite small. It looked quite narrow. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. But it's, yeah, it, well, it's only... It's only cause it, what, like it, a key? Yeah. Like a normal key? Width. Slightly, yeah. you know, slightly wider than that, I would say. But yeah, yeah it's, it's a narrow strip touch screen okay. um, which is very versatile and you can customise it as well so you're not stuck with whatever Adobe thinks should be your shortcuts in Photoshop for example you, you can stocks stocks <laughs> everyone needs the shortcut to stocks the one th- yeah I mean I think it would probably work better in practice than just sort of um, looking at a demo of it they did three demos of it yes- yesterday and the, one of them was like a guy doing DJ stuff which was kind of a bit of a sort of a shelf piece but it was pretty cool and, and then... they demonstrated the multi-touch yeah. you could use and it, two yeah. thumbs on it at once like editing in was it editing in iMovie was that the, was that the program yes uh, maybe I think she was editing a photo oh, okay. um, but then she also did a, a film so it yeah. probably was iMovie um, 
I've completely forgotten what I was, I was playing. I was playing. Devil, I was playing devil's advocate, but it actually sounds like something that once you have got it set yeah, up to the right, way you yeah. want it, it, it will be something yeah, so you use quite a lot. Much like in the notification bar, actually, ironically in Android, you can click and drag your favourite things to and from it yeah. onto the other screen, off it, and everything, which is something it looked uh, very intuitive. You can't do on an iPhone, but you will be able to do on on Mac. Mm. Yeah. Well, you can drag things into the dock at the bottom of an iPhone. Yeah. It, it's it's yeah. more of a dock than a control centre. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Because the control centre on iOS, you can't customise yeah. it. And that is a yeah. huge bugbear. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I, I think, personally, the it's a nice convenience to have. I don't think it's a standout feature that they're making out to be. As in, okay, it's something new that you'd never mm-hmm. seen in a laptop before. Don't get me wrong. But because of the size of it, and as Scott mentioned, it was like, how big is this thing? Because the bigger it is, the easier it'll be to use. It's quite small and it's quite thin. And even when the DJ was doing it, you could see his fingers were just on that screen. Yeah. And if you, if you have quite fat fingers, um, then it's impossible to properly use it. <laughs> Scott just waved his uh, thin, knifey fingers. <laughs> no danger here. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I mean, I think it might work. It could be anything. I mean, like people used to use Blackberries with like massive thumbs and, and the, yeah. everyone got over that. And it's probably just another thing that... It's like be, bankers have massive Bankers thumbs. have massive fat cat hands. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think the thing we can't avoid just before we get onto that, which is the price, is this is levelled at the consumer. Obviously, people who debatably do not need the power of MacBook Pro will still go out and buy one. Mm-hmm. But for the creatives, and we're using MacBook Pro to record this, actually, and when I plug the two... USB ports in. I was thinking, ooh, one better do this. One better do that on the new MacBook Pro, which yeah. has four USB C ports. USB C, which they insist a... on calling Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt with USB C. Yeah, because you can plug Thunderbolt into USB C, and it's the same thing essentially. Yeah. And there's a bunch of other things you can plug directly into them. And the, the one saving grace is there isn't just one for charging. All four can do charging, data transfer, and display. Yeah, but it's it's still. I'm still saying RRP, RIP, MagSafe. Because yeah. I love MagSafe, even though they keep changing it so it's really annoying and you can't use the same MagSafe adapter. The fact that the charger on MacBooks up until this point would come out if you if you knocked it, yeah. or you tripped over it, it would, fall, it would come out automatically and then you wouldn't knock your MacBook on the floor. And that was a really good idea and it was really convenient for plugging in because it sort of pulls itself into the port. And they just got rid of it and I don't really get what anybody gains from that. Although, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, and I know it's an additional cost, but you could get a MagSafe adapter... I have one of them. You have one of them. Yeah, not made by Apple. Not, but yeah, but you could yeah. do that. Knock off. So Knock it, off. but it's a good point. Like that, I remember reading an article. Actually, Scott shared the article uh, earlier today, and that that person who wrote an article about it said, actually, I really missed that MagSafe bit of it because just like you said you trip over a cable or whatever it doesn't rip your whole laptop yeah. up but yeah you could get an adapter it's an option for users if it's really a big deal but isn't it yeah i think like you're yeah. saying i think it's just one of those things that apple has just gone you know what people will get over it yeah it's brave it's courageous courageous <laughs> <laughs> um at least there's a headphone port there is a headphone port. We, we're all point. desperately yeah. looking at it, thinking, "Oh, we're going to get rid of that." So that is, this, does, this does create the situation where if you got the iPhone Seven, you cannot plug the iPhone Seven directly into the. Oh, when the Pro. DJ was de- DJing, did yeah. he have headphones on? Yes, he, he must he have did. done. They were he probably did. Bluetooth, though. No, no, no they, they were. <laughs> were they plugged in? They were. I saw the wire. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just to show. Yeah, um, but yeah, no. As David points out, yeah, um, USB C means you can't plug your brand new iPhone Seven, which has a USB A. Cable in the box, USB A to Lightning, to Lightning yeah. in your laptop. So you need which, an adapter, which is madness. And so you have to buy an adapter. And they could have, they could have, they knew they were going to do this when they launched the yeah. iPhone Seven. So they could have included the USB C oh, well. adapter in there. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's everything they got right. 
with the lightning port Farago, where they, you know, they, they anticipate <laughs> the problems and they included a lightning pair of lightning headphones yeah. and they included a headphone uh, adapter so yeah. you could use your old ones. That was perfectly handled. Yeah, Everybody totally got over it really quickly. We'll see. But this, yeah. they haven't done that. They've not included an adapter. It's going to be a real so, annoyance. touch bar and four USB-C ports and it costs... Yeah. The, the cheapest one is £1,449. And yes, it is. maybe slightly surprising to us last night uh, was um, the MacBook Air was being compared to another new product that they brought out, which is a lower-end but new MacBook Pro. Yeah, there's, so there's three MacBook Pros. Uh, two of them are 13-inch and one of them is 15-inch. And one of the 13-inch doesn't come with the touch bar so, and it doesn't come with the touch ID. So that one, that's the one you're talking about. That's the 1449. If you want to get the touch bar, then it starts at seventeen forty nine. My bad. Yeah, so they've so valued eye watering <laughs> prices. Yeah, but wow. this extends across the whole range. So what really added insult to injury to those of us who are hoping to see a new iMac is that they've ratcheted up the price of everything across their whole Mac range last night. So the MacBook Air, which is looking horribly old, and they the killed teeth, the eleven inch Air last night. Killed the eleven inch MacBook Air. They kept the thirteen inch MacBook Air, but shoved up the price of that by hundred quid. So the lowest, um, the lowest price. Apple laptop is now 949 when it used to be 749. Yeah. Although that was the 11 inch MacBook Air, but still, the entry point has gone up 200 quid. In the MacBook, uh, the thin one, it's gone up 200 pounds as well. Yeah, have they, starts at 1249. Have they justified the prices? Have they, they said probably, they haven't no, said anything? Because uh, I've seen Brexit. many a rumor that it's Brexit. It must be Brexit. Yeah. It, but it Microsoft, be, but they just so, not addressed it. Yeah, but going back to Microsoft, they made a, a public statement earlier this month that all of their enterprise software from Office 365 um, through th- right through the, the stack there is they're raising the prices by sort of 14 and 22% in January. <clears throat> and they said it is absolutely because of the slumping pound and Brexit. And they were very upfront about it. Brexit is stupid. Well, it's good because <laughs> we're all poorer <laughs> and our products are more expensive. So, <laughs> you know, brilliant. Yeah, I suppose in, the, yeah, in a technological age where everyone's trying to one up each other and you get like something like a touch bar um, on a computer you'd have to put the price up anyway so it's just not helping is it no. they're no, not they're not going to downgrade what they're doing in order to fit public perception of price are they no. yeah. i was interested we, we were all following this event last night um and the general feeling was that they were spending too much time talking about the uh, touch bar that it wasn't maybe quite as exciting as they could justify that saying, 300 but, quid and well they have but <laughs> The odd thing is, is it's a laptop, and when you bring out a new laptop, there's only so many exciting things you can do. They basically had this, or they could have gone with a touchscreen. Yeah. And they went with a touch bar, which I'm not aware of any other laptops that have a touch bar. Not to my knowledge. Other guys. No. So this is this. I mean, this is exactly what Apple is accused of not doing. They seem to be leading the way. They seem to be innovating. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Is it very lightweight, etc.? Yeah. Being it's a pro. The, it's the lightest one is four pounds. I think it's a fifteen, For the 15 inch. inch. Three pounds for that one. So um, under two kilos for a fifteen-inch laptop is pretty good. That's it's pretty. Amazing. That's pretty class. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, it's not got Kaby Lake. That was one thing we were that was up in the air. The it's new got Intel processor. Yeah, that's the seventh gen. It's got the sixth gen Intel processor, which I believe is Skylake. So both companies have gone with slightly mm. old school. But I think I think Lake isn't quite ready. Is I think it? Christopher, I think you made the point um, during the event last night. This is we yeah we thought that Microsoft and Apple were holding back to put these new processors in at the same time, be on the same level. But as you say, Christopher, I think. This just gives them a great way to easily bump the specs in six months. Yeah, I think in March 2017, you're going to see an update, even a a soft update. They they don't want to even mention 
but with the new Intel processor in there. But I think there's quite a lot of hype, and I mean, one of our colleagues, Neil, from uh, Digital Arts, was like, oh, no, KB Lake, no good. But in all honesty, I, processors' upgrades over the years have been very, very small and incremental, and the only difference, the true difference when it comes to benchmarks has been the iGPU, which is the inbuilt graphics card. Yeah, That is not a problem when it comes to a MacBook Pro. It's a problem when you talk about the equivalence of a MacBook Air, which uses Intel basic graphics card. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm trying to say over here is that you shouldn't be put off by KB Lake not being included okay. versus Skylake. I still think Skylake's a fantastic processor. And I'm using a fourth generation or third generation processor at home, and I have no intentions of upgrading anytime soon because the increments are so small. But yeah. And this is still an upgrade of, is it two generations over the last MacBook Pro? Yeah. Yeah, they were, so that's quite good. As Neil observed, yeah. they were kind of behind. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So we are running out of time. So you've got 30 seconds to tell us about Apple TV, which was also included. Uh, uh, <laughs> so there isn't a new Apple TV. They um, announced a new app. In fact, they announced two things at Apple TV. I'm going as quick as I can. Yep. Um, there's a new app called TV, which that's is really confusing, confusing <laughs> and annoying for search engine optimization. Um, which, <laughs> as far as we can tell, really ought to be just the interface yeah. of the Apple TV. But it's not. It's a special app. But they say it's the first app you'll open when you open your Apple TV. You open the TV it's app like a TV on your Apple guide TV. that puts all your apps in one place. Exactly. And it's basically Netflix. It's Apple's version of Netflix. So it has all the recommendations. It organizes TV shows and movies by genre and, and you curated get, And you can't get Netflix. Um, <laughs> can you get Netflix on it? Apparently not. Someone was mentioning that last time. I think Lewis on Earth. The UK is never very good with Apple TV content, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. And there's also um, a new feature. So that's that's coming in December in a free update to TVOS. Okay. Um, the app. But there's also a thing called Live TuneIn, with um, which is launching, I think, already on the Apple TV, which means that um, when you're watching, uh, and this is, I think, just in the US, yeah. you're watching content, watching live sport or live news, then you'll be able to have sort of split screen um, related tweets and things like that coming down the side, and then you'll be able to respond to them. And it's all sort of integrated. The way that yeah. people, I think they've seen what people naturally do, which is they watch Bake Off or whatever, uh, and then they have the, um, a tablet open with Twitter and they're sort of following people talking about it. They've built it all in together. They've okay. responded to that. That could work. But yeah, as you say, it looked like something that was very US focused and uh, probably won't be as mature for well, the UK. Yeah, Apple TV is always better for America. All right, well, cool. Well, just remortgage your house and you can buy a new MacBook Pro. Uh, the touch bar, non-touch bar one's available now, but I think three to four weeks shipping for the new ones. So I'm just going to go around the room. Um, Scott, MacBook or Crapbook? MacBook. Uh, Christopher? Crapbook? Ooh, David. MacBook. Hey, there we go. We'll be right back to talk about Nintendo. As Will Smith once sang, Switch. And so, <laughs> Nintendo followed suit a mere 11 years later with an online trailer so revealing I'm surprised it wasn't on Pornhub. There's a, there's a true successor to the Nintendo Wii on its way, and it's quite different, isn't it, Christopher Manassians? It is indeed. So, the uh, Nintendo Switch is a quite interesting device because, in my opinion, unlike Apple, sorry, mm. sorry David, what? but they are revolutionising the way that people are gaming, at least at home. Yep. So the Switch is a way of taking your console on the go with you uh, by literally switching, but it's a, how would you say, like a, almost like taking out a credit card. Yeah, it's like modular. Modular, yeah. exactly, that's a good word. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, so it's a modular design. Um, you've got the two um, like joysticks and the controls on either side. And you've got a screen in the middle. Screen in the middle is reported to be 720p resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a multi-touch, just like a tablet. So you can use it on its own. But as soon as you hit the switch 
inside, if that makes sense. If you if you as soon so as you, you dock it slot to a TV, it in, yeah, yeah, as soon yeah, as you yeah. slot it into a TV or you slot it in with the uh, remotes on either side, then you can use it on the go or mm-hmm. at home. So, so in essence, so there are like three ways to switch. You can either use yeah, it yeah. just as like a tablet device for gaming. Mm-hmm. You can use it as a tablet with controls, and then you can dock it and use it on your telly. Nailed it. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And that's what I think is in my opinion, really revolutionising gaming because I think Nintendo have seen a gap again um, like they did with the Wii, um, although it's a completely different product. But they saw it in terms of like, well, people like gaming on the go on their mobile. People like gaming at home and also people like gaming socially. Why don't we just integrate all three of them and try and create a device that really hits that market? And I think they've done it really well. The thing that worries me is that it's price. And I know we we (laughs) talked all about Macs and prices. It's rumored to come in at a price of four hundred pounds, three nine nine or three four nine. This comes from a leak that we've seen on GameStop and on, I think it was Tesco's, um, as our colleague Chris Martin wrote. Um, and considering you can get a decent, like recent gen PlayStation absolutely. or Xbox for a similar price, that's you, pretty competitive. Yeah, I, I was actually curious to see the prices, and uh, Xbox One S and PS4 can be gotten for about 250 to 300 oh quid. Oh my god, it's cheaper. So yeah. it's cheaper. It's, yeah, the Xbox One S is 249 And it's yeah. it's funny because I was talking to my friend who owns a Wii, and he was one of the first who bought a Wii as well, and he loves Nintendo's platform and everything like that. But he was saying one of the reasons that a lot of people adopted a Nintendo was because it was so cheap. The Wii was so cheap. Yeah. But Nintendo made up the profits because of all the accessories you bought. You bought like three controllers and you bought all of these different ad- adapters and things yeah. that you'd use with it. This, on the other hand, comes out at a very expensive price without the adapters or extra controllers which you'd supposedly buy, which kind of limits its market, in my opinion, because... As much as it's a cool product, and don't get me wrong, I'm very much excited and was hyped as a, as a techie about it. Four hundred quid is a lot of money for for someone to buy. Do you, do you know what doesn't limit its market? What? Having a new Zelda game. <laughs> yeah. That is true. <laughs> yeah. That is very yeah, very of, true. Uh, Breath of the Wind. Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Because it's, it's like the trailers, like lots of like deer running around. It's very natural. Yeah. I think I'm yeah. ready to fall back in love with Zelda again. I, I think that's the one. Yeah. Um, and they're also releasing a new Mario Kart title, which yeah. is huge. Because <laughs> yeah. the cool thing you can do with the, I thought with the Switch is um, when you were saying Scott, when it's just just the tablet on its own with the two controllers that you can have on the end to use like a massive controller, basically. Mm. Um, They're tiny little controllers that you can um, just turn on their side and use as like a multiplayer thing, like Bluetooth around them. Mm -hmm. So there's people playing Mario Kart like in a taxi. So you sort of share a controller, is that it? No, so there's like two little small ones that have, they both have, um, so like there's a joystick on the top on the left one and the bottom on the right one when you've got it. Mm. So when you take them off, they're actually the same. Um, and then you've yeah. got like four buttons and you can like play multiplayer games wirelessly which is quite cool but how would it work do you think with a this tablet screen that has to have a lot of the internals will the dock boost the graphics for the console experience I mean how is it going to replicate what's as good on the telly on the go I'm glad you talk about specs there. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to move on to that just because well, I don't know if the dock is going to change anything. In my opinion, it won't. Probably can't. Um, yeah, yeah. Just because of... Well, it, it could. It, it always could. But I, I honestly don't see it happening. But we don't know that information at the moment. What we do know is that NVIDIA will be teaming up with Nintendo, yeah. which is a first because on the Wii U, the, uh, the PlayStation and the Xbox has always been AMD. So you've got NVIDIA, a custom NVIDIA Tegra GPU chip in there, which is good for mobile graphics. Okay, um, right. Which will we'll power enough for 1080p at 60 frames per second, which competes at the latest consoles. But we will see 4K streaming, 
but not 4K game gaming, okay. if that makes sense. So yeah, you could you, you could watch 4K, let's say for example Netflix. I don't yeah. know if it's included. It's or probably not, going to be a way but... for Nintendo to muscle in on you know the the uh, PlayStation Live and Xbox One and what have you. Exactly. Um, yeah. With apps. Yeah, absolutely. And so that that's interesting because that feels like a step change to me that you would be able to play um, a what is an open world Zelda game mm-hmm. essentially on a tablet device. Like absolutely. that. That's pretty high, like high spec. Yep, absolutely. So it, it, it seems pretty good um, on paper, but another thing that did worry me is actually how it's going to work. So when you said about the tablet thing, the, the way they showed the trailer, and it is always a trailer, you have it on the tablet and you suddenly switch it and it straight away switches into um, a, a mobile console slash you put it on the TV straight away, it works seamlessly. Mm. But as we all know how tech works, even nowadays in 2016, moving on to 2017, Tech never works that way and things will crash, things will happen and that what's worry me, worries me. So I really hope and I pray to Nintendo that you, that they actually, they, that it works <laughs> yeah. as, it, as it's advertised. They're generally pretty good though, Nintendo. They're pretty good. They tend to under-promise in terms of sort of performance and mm. then produce something which is very robust and yeah. sort of suitable yeah. for a family. But well, That may not be what they're doing this time. But, but, yeah. it, but you're right. But the, the problem over here is that you're having something completely new to the game. And like mm. the Wii U, it was completely new to the game, and but they did it really well. It still needed calibration updates and firmwares mm. and things like that after it came out, but it was something that could be fixed. Here, you have something that's physically being switched. Let's say that switch connection becomes loose over like a month of usage constantly yeah, switching another thing that can go wrong, isn't it? yeah it goes wrong and then then what happens the, the, other, the, the other thing i was thinking looking at it is that are they kind of mudding the waters with their own 3ds line as well because mm. now they technically brought out another handheld device yeah i don't know if that will affect them at all um yeah. but why does nintendo this is probably gonna be after the last thing unfortunately but um why does nintendo now have to do this every time with its console because if you think about it the n64 and the gamecube weren't that wacky they were just home consoles with the GameCube that didn't really work, and that's where you sort of saw Nintendo losing market share. Mm-hmm. Is this a safe bet to just like pull something out the bag every five years, or is Lost, it luster of the dice? Yeah, well, the thing is, so. there's so many gamers, as in console gamers, who play on Xbox and PlayStation, and even those players are shifting over to PC. There's massive uptake right. in PC gaming, so Nintendo has to come up either something first before anyone else Hmm. just almost like apple has the hashtag courage to do so with other products (laughs) but it's it's the same same sort of principle here i think nintendo always late to the game and i think they acknowledge that and instead of competing with i would say the big boys in console playstation xbox they say let's try something new yeah and they they have to they've been pushed to the edges so they have to go in a slightly different direction they have to they they have to zig where everyone else sags (laughs) (laughs) cool well that's a good place to stop um thanks guys uh nintendo or nintendon't david uh go on then nintendo good scott yeah nintendo and christopher yeah but i do look at that ending on high thanks for joining us everyone i forgot to write down the outro so i'll keep it brief um (laughs) if you like us tweet us as normal um and just yeah tell everyone that this was uh poorly put together um (laughs) Thanks, guys. Uh, we've reached the end of this week's UK Tech Weekly podcast. Please tune in next week. Say goodbye, guys. Bye. Bye. UK Tech Weekly podcast. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. 
That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.